This week, it's all about the quarterbacks as we finish out the West Coast QB rankings with the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. We also give a little Masters recap to tell you how well we did over the weekend, and we give out our backup the Brinks Truck Bet of the Week, because this is the only gambling show that makes you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, That's impossible to know. Back up the Brinks Truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston, Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, and we are the West Coast Gamble as a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And today, we're back into our comfort zone. What we know and love, what we were built on, we're hitting in the NFL. We're finishing... The West Coast QB rankings, the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, are going to be debated and decided by the three idiots you're listening to right now. I cannot wait to get into it. Me and Dangles are going to have a fist fight virtually. Schaefer's going to have to be the ref in the middle to separate us. I cannot wait to dive into these QBs because there's some, there's some decisions that we've made. We've placed certain people in places that, you know... Those are Hall of Fame-worthy numbers. They're going to be young guys next to Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. It's going to be interesting to see how it all doles out. But before we get there, I want to do a little recap of our great Masters weekend. Hey, applause, boys. Clap it out. Every single golf one clap. of us boys, were golf profitable. Clap. Golf clap. Profitable Wait, in the what? Masters. What are you our... talking about? I'm looking at my bet, bet slip right now, and it is just a sea of red like Moses couldn't part this shit it's really bad <laughs> Daggles what I was trying to say is together all together uh, okay the collective show. West Coast gamblers yes and I like I like okay I like how you're approaching that uh because individually um well I sucked I sucked and I'm probably <laughs> never touching another uh, uh golf tournament again I'm gonna leave the golf betting to our resident uh uh, uh sharp shape of the sand trap because he's clearly a lot better at it than uh then, Just then wait to the PGA Championship, Dangles. You'll be back. Trust I'm me. So, I'm so excited because because my players' bets went so well, uh, too. I'm super excited to go 0 for 3 when we get to the Tour Championship. Tony Squares dove in, too. Don't give it all the shade for the sand trap. Tony Squares was the one that told you Patrick Reed was a top 10 player. Tony Squares was the one that told you uh, Langer was not making the cut, that Shane Lowry was the best Ireland golfer that weekend. I had a couple. I had a couple, plus big money bets. And we do have more bets coming. The Brinks Truck Bet of the Week is happening. But Schaefer the Sharp, I do want to ask, before we recap how you did on the Masters, I know you have a war story to tell us, but Dangles and I are waiting with bated breath here. Who won the bet? Did Drew Schaefer Crookston, or did Ryan Hurd come out on top in the match play to end all match plays? Boys, in a typical grind, the first nine holes of this match, 18 points possible, nine-hole match, two points a hole. Favorite, Drew Crookston, I will say grinded and survived 10-8 on Mr. Ryan Hurd. Neither of us neither of us had our A game. Neither of us had our A game. But when you win three points with doubles, as I did, that typically means I took advantage of Ryan's two subpar holes. I will take the win 10-8 very gladly. It was a great time. Another That's- win for Tony Squares Dangles. Another loss for you. But maybe you should stay away from golf, Dangles. Yeah, well, again, I, I just <laughs> I think this is just all around an L sport for me. Um, it's 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 probably good that I've never played an actual hole of, like, not mini golf before in my entire life. Because uh, <laughs> if I'm as bad at uh, actual golfing as I am at betting on the game, 
Um, well, you know, then I, I'm just going to take my win, which was that I used to be really good at Tiger Woods PGA Tour uh, on PlayStation <laughs> back back in the day. So, um, but that's what I get, I guess, for betting on the uh, uh, the sexy celebrity. But thanks, don't tell me you weren't excited when we give out a hole in one bet on the West Coast Gamblers, and it oh, hits I was, on day I was one, baby. For you when you texted me that day I was at work, one, I didn't see the hole in one happen. I had to wait until after the uh, 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 the day was done to to take a look at the highlights. But damn. Damn, hitting it on day one, and I, I mocked you for Love that it, bet too. So, ha- so hand, hand up, we yeah. So hand up. That was a that was a great call. You know, it's uh, it, it's it. What makes the greats uh, better or different from the goods is is the greats know when to go left when everyone else is going right. And Tony Squares, you'll appreciate this. I have an unnamed source that won't be revealed. Uh, texted me and said, "Did you hedge that there wouldn't be two and lose the bet?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a very interesting Masters weekend. I know it brought me back. They had some of the fans there. It was really a wonderful competition, and it was, I mean, I know Matsuyama came in on Sunday with a huge lead and ended up uh, pulling it out, but there was some stress at the end. There was some uh, a climax that was built to with Matsuyama not doing it all at the end of the stretch, but no one ended up catching him. I know Shay for the sharp you may have hit a few bets on this podcast, but there was one bet in particular that stuck in your craw during Masters weekend. I'm going to say there's two bets in particular, Tony Squares, that really hurt me. My RJT, I'll say R, because I think a lot of people were following it. JT Top 10, that was a rock-solid bet. Would you believe on Sunday, before the weather delay, I log on to a app, a betting app, and he was the favorite to win the golf tournament. Wow. So we have a Top 10 guy. He is the betting favorite Middle of Saturday afternoon. Looks like he's in cruise control. He's going to be right there on Sunday. The weather happens. He dumps one in 13 in round three, and that was basically the end. And still, going into Friday, all he did shoot was maybe 70-71 to sneak in that top 10. He couldn't do it. He finishes T21. Very disappointed in that. But, however, before the fourth round, I did bet Xander Schauffele to finish second or better at plus 300. He oh, needed no. to finish second or better, and he started out extremely slow. Starts the front four over not looking good then gets on a tear of a stretch four straight birdies he's going to 16 i'm sorry dangles i didn't have a shot i was two shots ahead i did not have a shot i was two shots ahead of second place and then he dumps one into the water on 16 he makes an inexcusable six there goes my bet xander shoffley top two or better plus 300 i thought i had good value boys just didn't work out for me that time you were screwed by a kid with a 28 inch waist good for you zalatoris the top debutante killing my ollie osborne bet but hey that's okay he was a lot of r.i.p ollie r.i.p hey we saw some history too we saw some history too at the masters first first uh uh, japanese golfer ever to to win the title um it was interesting to uh, towards the end it got a little bit a little bit of a beating a a dead horse with the amount of times they brought it up but uh I was interested to learn about just how big of a deal he is in Japan because uh, I don't think there are too many golfers that are as big of a deal here in the U.S. Uh, even anymore, you know, Tiger Woods maybe back in the day uh, as are as as you know Hideki Matsuyama. They were saying he's the second biggest sports star in Japan behind Shohei Otani. As we know, Drew, he is a premium ball striker and he deserved to win that the most premium of ball strikers very premium but let's move forward now to making more money for our listeners with this week it's time to back up the brinks truck with our bets of the week i'm gonna go last because i got one that's a surefire hit i gotta dust off an old character and bring him back dangles let's go to you my friend back up the brinks truck shake off the rest of the masters losses that you had get back on the horse because you were the hottest gambler heading into the masters your ncaa tournament bets were fire so get back on the horse my friend where are we going who's your brinks truck bet of the week 
All right. Uh, I'm actually going to uh, get a little bit out ahead of this and get in on some lines that I think are going to change over the course of the week. I'm going to go back to the well on something that won me some money earlier this year. European soccer. The UEFA Champions League going on right now. Uh, and next Tuesday, we've got two games that are very interesting. You've got Paris Saint-Germain against Man City, and you've got Can't Real wait. Madrid against Chelsea. So guys, for the first time on the West Coast Gamblers podcast, I'm coming in with a money line parlay for these two games yes. on Tuesday Ooh. of next week going a money line parlay smart maybe not but I'm going to have some fun with this I'm going to take Paris Saint-Germain at plus 215 they are the underdogs against Man City and that's just to win in regular time uh, and I'm going to take Real Madrid over Chelsea, they're the favorites in that game. Real Madrid, uh, they're my team. I did my semester abroad in in, uh, in 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 Madrid. My host mother had like China with the Real Madrid symbol on it. She was a <laughs> she flew a flag on her terraza outside. She is a huge fan. We always watch the games, and that was sort of like my introduction to European soccer, um, and I loved it. And so I've been a Real fan ever since. So I'm going with Paris Saint Germain to win over Manchester City and Real Madrid to win over. Uh, Chelsea, this is all plus money right now, gentlemen. I'm getting this right now at plus 593. Whoa! Which I think is pretty good value for teams I'm very confident about. Paris Saint-Germain, of course, has arguably the best football player in the world in Kylian Mbappe. Uh, and Real Madrid, of course, always, always very, very good. Coach Zinedine Zidane, Karim Benzema. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I love love Real, love Paris, and I'm going to go Paris and Real on this uh, on this money line. I love it. I do love Champions League soccer. It's some of the best soccer you can watch that's not the World Cup. The only problem is CBS seems to have this behind a paywall. And uh, in order for you to watch these broadcasts, you have to pay through their CBS All Access unless you have CBS on your television. Makes me really angry because I remember when you could watch the Champions League on any device in the world. A little angry it's behind a paywall. I miss those I miss those Heineken commercials with the, the chorus singing and getting you ready for a wonderful 90 <laughs> minutes of action. Hopefully it'll change by the time we get to the final. Shea for the Sharp, Brinks Truck Bet of the Week. Let's go, boys. You know where I'm going. I'm going back. Back to the golf course, of course I am. And and just as a disclaimer, when I'm Sun Jay M again, I'm kicking you off the podcast. Uh, someone, an unnamed person on this podcast, was pleading that said, "quote F Cameron Smith, top twenty cash." Thank you very much. Let's go with Sun Jay. I won't name that, but he's chuckling right now off mic. Thank you very much. This I I am going to. We let him get away to, with that too. It was two against we one. Did we both <laughs> we both said we both said <laughs> Cam Smith was going to have a day, and he was like, no 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 no, Sun J M. And I don't I don't have any idea why we went with him, but we went. With, I think it was be, I, I I I don't know I, I don't know. Thank you for outing him, Dangles. Yes, that that led us to a uh, remarkable last place in a small pool we were in. Uh, really good for the brand there, boys. But anyway, moving on. A debut of Schaefer the Sharp called. We're going a trio of top 20s. I'm betting three golfers this week at RBC Heritage at Hilton Head, a beautiful golf course, to make a top 20 cash all at plus money. I love these guys, dudes, and I'm very, very excited. Now, this golf course, very small greens, and driving accuracy is a premium as approach shots in. So we're looking for maybe some shorter some some shorter strikers of the golf ball that have really good approach shots to these small greens i'm betting i know he failed this last week i he's he's on record saying this is his favorite course i am betting matthew fitzpatrick again don't let's let's not fear again i'm going matthew fitzpatrick plus 110 for top 20 Corey connors plus 138 for top 20 and finally abraham answer top 20 for plus 150 
all three of those guys, I, I think that's I think two or three are certainly going to hit. I think we have a chance for all three. And then, in honor of Dangles' host mother, her Dangles' dear host <laughs> mother, I'm going a European, an Englishman to win this tournament plus five hundred Dangles. That's just for you, buddy. There could be, you know, we got Hatton, we got Fitzpatrick, we got Lowry. My host it mother was matter. Spanish, but you know, thanks. That's that's great. <laughs> well, you know, it's but part of Europe, so we're gonna go. Well, Pilar, European. Pilar appreciates it nonetheless. Yeah, European plus 500. Here we go. I love it. I love the shape of the sand trap is never going away. You know who else is never going away? Good old Tony Tires. It's time to start yeah. your engines, Ooh, I was wondering if it would be Tony Top Shelf or Tony Tires or, uh, you know, Tony, Tony Top to- Shelf's excited, by the way. The Bruins made a uh, hell of a trade deadline acquisition getting Taylor Hall on this squad. Very excited for Tony Top Shelf to return, but we're not there yet. We're going to Tony Tires. Because it's the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond International Speedway. And yours truly has owned a Toyota in the past, so I feel like I know what's going to happen in this race. And I've done some research here, fellas. On DraftKings right now, the man who is leading the cup standings at this early part of the season, Denny Hamlin, is minus 115 to finish in the top five at the Toyota Owners 400 this year. It is a short track race, which means it's only uh, three quarters of a mile long, which cuts some of the racers out. There are some races that do better on long tracks, better on short tracks. Denny Hamlin is a proven good at short track racing. He has also finished in the top four in five consecutive races on the series. He In seven of his last eight, he's been in the top five this season. Top five right now for him is minus 115 at this race. I love this bet. In fact, at Richmond, he has been in the top six, eight of his last 10 races. He is the number one competitor in average finish at Richmond over the past 10 races. And again, Minus 115 to finish in the top five. That's Denny Hamlin. If you want to sprinkle a little bit on him to win, he's plus 600. I don't know if he's going to pull out the victory, but I know he's going to be in the hunt. Denny Hamlin, top five, minus 115. And with that, that brings us to the reason we're having this podcast today, gentlemen. It's time to finish the West Coast Gamblers QB rankings. I cannot wait to dive into debate, and that is coming up next. West West Coast Gamblers. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. All right, boys, the time has come. We have done a myriad of podcasts this year on the West Coast QB rankings. From number 60 all the way to number one, the top 10 remain. Well, how we do this list again, if you haven't listened before, the three of us individually ranked every starter from last year's COVID NFL season, one through 60. We brought those three lists together, put them all together, and we have the final list right here. There has been a lot of debate. There have been friendships lost, but hey, this is what happens when you talk about football. And this, the genesis of this list is the reason we started this podcast way back five years ago when me, Ballerina, and Dangles would argue about QBs to our wits end. And so we decided to come together and make a stone-cold list that will not only prove where these quarterbacks rank in the NFL, but where they rank when you're betting on NFL Sundays. You can refer to this list to know who is better than who and where your money should be placed. So 
Let's dive into the top 10. But first, how did we get here? Starting at number 32 was Taysom Hill. 31 was Alex Smith. 30 was Drew Locke tied with Sam Darnold at 29. By the way, congratulations, Sam. Wish you the best in Carolina. Number 28 is Jalen Hurts. 27 is Daniel Jones. 26 is Tua. 25 is New Indy Colts QB Carson Wentz. 24 is Jimmy G still with the San Fran as of this recording. 23 is Ryan Fitzpatrick, somehow Washington football team starter. 22 is Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry, Teddy, you're now on the bench. 21 is Schaefer the Sharps, new QB Jared Goff, followed by 20, Phil Rivers, adios Phil. Number 19 was Kirk Cousins. Number 18, Drew Brees, adios Drew Brees. Number 17 was Big Ben, 16, Matt Ryan, 15, Baker Mayfield, 14, the Las Vegas Raiders star, Derek Carr, 13 was Joe Burrow, number 12, Ryan Tannehill, number 11, your Los Angeles Rams new starting quarterback, Sean McVay's wunder kid, Matthew Stafford. Only 10 remain. This is a big list. Six of the last eight Super Bowls have been won by QBs on this list. Ten Super Bowls altogether, you can guess who has the most. But number 10 is a man who has not won a Super Bowl yet. Number 10 is a man who has not won a playoff game yet. Number 10 is a man whose franchise continually makes questionable offseason moves. Both both years they've had this new head coach running their team. And we will be going over the free agency news next week when we dive into the NFC and the AFC free agency. So we're not going to talk about the signings that they've had, even though they're paying millions of dollars to guys that are older than the three of us talking right now. Instead, we're going to go to the wonder kid, Kyler Murray, who comes in at number 10. Last year, he was number 11 on our list. This year, he's number 10. He started all 32 games in his NFL career, which is big considering how slight of a man he is at the quarterback position. And we were all very similar in our rankings here. Dangles, you had him the highest at 8th. Drew and I both had him at number 10. Drew, last year, the reason Kyler was as high on this his list last year as he was, was because you put him in your top 10 already. You were proven correct. He is a player. My question is, We've seen some guys go up. We've seen some guys go down. To me, there is one thing in particular that is keeping Kyler Murray from going higher on this list. But to you, do you think he has a chance to improve on his position over the next few years, or do you think he's reached his ceiling already? I'm very close to feeling, Tony, that he might have kind of is approaching his ceiling or already has hit it until he gets a new head coach uh, that can protect him a little better and be a little more creative. I mean, the Cardinals, like you said, uh, just a very, very strange off season for them. We're going to talk plenty about that in our free agency podcast. Um, but I like Kyler. I'm a fan of him. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 this ability to run and, uh, that arm of his, not only the strength, but the accuracy, he's a playmaker and yes, he's he very, is. very good. Um, what I saw from him this year, uh, warrants a top 10 ranking. However, I'm not sure if he's capable of taking that step for the simple fact is you see it in the step up from competition. You see his game go down. You see his statistics go down. I had a Kyler MVP ticket, I think in week four and I bought it like at like 12 to one and he closed probably a million to one. Um, So I bought the sizzle there in the first quarter of the season. Um, I think he's a little bit, he's a small little guy, but I think he's a little bit of a bully where he beats up on inferior competition and especially uh, if his line protects him, he's dangerous. However, I'm not sure if that's a guy that you want to be going into cold weather against a nasty defense with really tough corners and a good defensive line. Yeah. I think he still, he still has to prove that, and I am not high on Cliff Kingsbury at all. So again, second year in the league, he's got plenty, plenty to improve on. I think his future still is bright 
as a successful starting quarterback in the NFL. However, I'm kind of pressing uh, the yellow light on Cairo this year, and he's going to have to show me something to get in that next tier, if you will. Speaking of being a bully, he seems a little bit irascible. Like, he seems to be a teammate that, I mean, he has been the best athlete he's ever known all of his life. And some of the guys that are the best ever, like Michael Jordan, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they have that, you know, they, they might rub some people the wrong way, especially when it comes to their teammates. But on the sideline, to me, he seems like he's a little bit of a diva. And that, to me, is the reason why I don't think, I mean, obviously, the intangibles, the arm strength, the accuracy, the ability to throw in a clean pocket, all that stuff, the football stuff is either there or it's not, and it's still to be decided. But personality-wise, to me, I'm not sure he's the type of guy that I would want leading my team. I kind of think some people might not want to play with him one year, two year, three years down the line. I'm interested to see how the DeAndre Hopkins relationship works out with those two. Uh, Dangles, you had him a little bit higher at number eight. Same question to you. Is this his ceiling right here, 8 through 10, or do you think he has a chance to be a top-five quarterback in the near future? I'm with Drew. I think that with a head coach that could maybe approach the offense a little bit more creatively and involve him as a more traditional passer, I do think he could rise on this list. I think his ceiling is is potentially higher, and that um, you know with the right coaching staff that that Cardinals team could you know be uh, able to get to a playoffs. They have a lot of pieces on both sides of the football. Obviously, they don't have Patrick Peterson anymore, but they got some good young linebackers like like Hassan Reddick, um, and Kyler Murray is, has shown that he can do it with his legs. He had to hail Murray, of course, one of the best uh, moments of the 2020 season. How fun was that beating Sorry, the Drew. Bills? Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Drew. I know you lost some money on that game, um, but I, I do think he has. I do think he has a, uh, a higher ceiling to reach. And again, uh, with a better, or not a better head coach necessarily, but I think Cliff Kingsbury is un- unfortunately a better head coach. Yeah, I mean, I just think his he's so limited by what like he's creative, but in a college way, his air raid style doesn't pick up in in the NFL. You can only run run so much at a pistol. You know, before you run out of things to do. But guys, clearly his size wasn't his size was an issue. Obviously, a question mark coming into the draft, and obviously everyone knows his size. He's not a big guy. Yep. But you saw it materialize at the end of the second year. He could not stay healthy, and he was easily taken out of games. That's my biggest concern because that was obviously the million dollar question when he got drafted number one: is can he stay on his feet? Can a, can offensive line keep him healthy? Can a can a coordinator or a head coach protect him? Is he going to throw game plan where he can still off the helmets of his linemen? Well. Well, yeah, and he can. <laughs> but the thing is, you can't take his legs away because that's part of his game. That's part of yeah. make, what makes no, him who he is. No, you'd be stupid to do so, so. So that's my biggest question: Can the dude? Can the dude play sixteen games and then four more in the playoffs? Yeah, and speaking of injuries, that brings us to number nine. Number nine. This man's been on the list all five years. The first four, he played all 16 games in each of the seasons. He came in at number 10 overall, number 17, number 14. Two years ago, he was number seven overall. Today, he comes in at number nine, and he has the most difference that we're going to talk about today between our individual rankings. I had him as high as number five. Drew had him at number six. Matthew Dangles D'Angelo Antonio had Dak Prescott as the 15th best quarterback in the league. Now that means he comes in at number nine on our list. He has the horrible injury. He signed a huge contract with Dallas. He is the QB of the future there and deservedly so. I think he is a champion. I, I know he can win me a Super Bowl. I have all my trust in Dak Prescott. But Dangles, was the injury the reason you have 14 quarterbacks ranked ahead of him, or is there another reason? No, that was it. I, I just I think it remains to be seen. That was a really gruesome, like one of the more gruesome. You know, I wasn't alive for Joe Theismann, but I watched Alex Smith live. Uh, I saw that one live. 
Um, and that, that, that was, was not, that was really difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, and I just, you don't, you don't know how a guy, everyone is going to respond differently. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that you guys can point and laugh at me in, in a few months and say, look at him. He's just like he was before. I really hope that's the case because I agree with everything you said. He is a champion. He could lead a team to the playoffs. I love the kid. Everything he does on the field and off the field is, is what you expect and want out of your QB one. I just don't yeah. know. I don't know what that injury is going to mean for him. So yes, that's why I, I had him ranked so far down. It was not because I don't think he's capable of being a top five quarterback on this list because I think he absolutely is. The worst part is, Dangles, I don't think we're going to have our answer in a few months when we have the next NFL season. Because if you watch a guy like Gordon Haywood, who went through a very similar injury, it's a different sport entirely. But it's three years now, and he just is now coming back to his all-star form with a different team on a different contract with a different role. It took him that long to not only get his body back, but get his mental confidence back. I don't know what Dak's situation is. Obviously, he's going to have the best medical treatment in the world, but it's also in your head. Like when you know your body, which is every one of these guys is superhuman. They're Superman. They take hits every day and they brush them off like it's nothing. But when you have a play, a freak play like that that was out of nowhere and it affects you to that much, it stays in your brain and it's very tough to get rid of it. So I hope to God Dak Prescott comes back to be what he is, but it might not be next year when he does it. We might have to wait two years down the line. And when we do the AFC-NFC free agency pods, we're going to be giving out some win totals and some bets there. The Dallas Cowboys right now have a a 9.5 win total. And I love Dallas. I loved them last year. But this year with Dak Prescott, you have to really believe that he's 100% healthy to bet the over on that 9.5 win total. Because behind Dak, there's no one like we saw. And that team just isn't good if Dak's not running the whole thing. Drew, you got anything on Dak Prescott? You had him number six overall. Yeah, no, I I mean, Dangles, I think, uh, summed it up uh, very well. I mean, obviously, I think... You, you can't you can't help but what what you read about that guy and and his you know the example he is in the community and he just seems like an awesome dude that the the story about his mother you know and I'm really rooting for the guy I like Dak um he doesn't strike the fear of God in me by any stretch but I mean his stats are undeniable yeah um and, and by no means was he the problem of the Cowboys uh, subpar start by zero by zero stretch of the imagination um so I think he's excellent I do think he I think Dallas was uh, very smart to lock him up long term because I do think it is 2021 and uh, it's it's incredible how these injuries can heal if uh, if, if if he's fortunate enough to come back 100. percent So I'm rooting for him, not rooting for the Cowboys. I'll tell you that much, but I'm rooting for Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too. All right, the next man on our list. When you're making these lists individually, you're all alone. You got all the numbers in front of you. You've just going over mind after mind. Sometimes you have to make a put a guy somewhere and you have to say, you know what, this might be too high, but I believe in it and I'm going to defend it because I know I got to face Drew. I know I got to face Dangles. I know I have to defend my stance on this guy. And when I put this man here, I knew in the back of my mind, like I'm going to have to go to war for him, but I believe in him. And then Drew's list came in and then Dangles list came in and we differed nearly one spot on this individual. We all believe in the man that is now leading the LA Chargers, Justin Herbert. The eighth-ranked quarterback, the highest rookie debut we have ever had on this list. Justin Herbert, the eighth overall quarterback. We have five quarterbacks that are going to get drafted in the first round. Potentially five quarterbacks that are going to get drafted in the top ten. And Herbert is a huge reason why that is happening. Because L.A. might not have had the season that they wanted, but their future is bright because they got the guy that can do it. I don't know what else there is to say about Justin Herbert other than the future is where it is. 
I think this guy can win a Super Bowl. We all agree on his placement. Tony, I'm surprised that you doubted. I'm a little bit surprised that, look, a couple years ago when Patrick Mahomes was heading into his first like full season as the Chiefs quarterback, I had him ranked, I think, pretty significantly lower than you and Brian yeah. the Ballerina Balzarini at the time. And we, we argued over it. And, and my reasoning at the time was sample size. I hadn't seen yep. enough of Patrick Mahomes at that time to be able to make a definitive decision. Obviously, I was proven wrong. He's now a top five quarterback. He's a Super Bowl champion. We all know Patrick Mahomes is great. With Justin Herbert, you saw it. You saw it all. You saw him make the NFL throws. You saw him win games for them because of his play. Not because the defense bailed him out. Not because he got lucky, you know, a couple of times, but because he Or the willed... coaching. Talk about another awesome coach in Anthony Lynn. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, well, forget the coaching. Justin My Herbert OC. didn't. He didn't even need. It. He didn't even need it. He went out there and he kicked ass, uh, and and he picked that team up. And now the, he's he is the unquestioned leader at that team. You feel a little bad for Terod Taylor, whose career got <laughs> went up in flames because of a misplaced needle. But hey, Justin Herbert is the hottest new NFL quarterback. He wins himself Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't think we'd be there with you, Tony. I mean, I just thought, like, I mean, top 10 is legit. Like, top 10, we're going through people again, winning. These are Super Bowl quarterbacks. These are proven commodities. Even Kyler Murray, like, he's proven he can be a game changer. He won people fantasy championships last year. Yours truly. Justin Herbert is the dude. And I'm so excited to see his future because Dangles, as you said, he did all these things throwing the ball all over the field. And not all of it was to Keenan Allen. He didn't have a Megatron by his side. He was throwing to guys like Julian Guyton. Yeah, Jalen Guyton. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a couple of guys come out of nowhere, and he was doing it. He was doing it really, really well. So, I mean, I think he, he's got the world ahead of him, um, and and could potentially win a Super Bowl with the right pieces around him. He, he's already, they've already, you know, they've already made that very, very clear. Absolutely. And and speaking as a man from experience, right now, all I ask out of Justin Herbert is grow the hair back out, man. I think you just looked better with the long locks. I want the long locks to come back. Shoulder length hair is the way to go. It's after the pandemic. We're in a new world. You're a new man. LA Chargers, Justin Herbert. Drew? We're talking plenty about the draft upcoming. And I do remember I had plenty wrong about that draft. But the one thing I did say, I remember, which I was surprised, just based on NFL potential, the argument between Tua and Herbert last year. Yep. Because, you know, Tua was a superstar at Alabama, and, and Herbert kind of kind of had a ho-hum, awesome career at Oregon, but still didn't have, the obviously, the, the accolades that Tua had. Yep. But who would have thought, going into this calendar year, this draft coming at the end of this month, if you took the top three quarterbacks drafted last year in Burrow, Herbert, and Tua, and let's just assume the top five this year uh, that are expected to go in the top ten, yep. that's eight quarterbacks. Who would have ever thought the beginning of last year, Justin Herbert, in my opinion, unequivocally number one, right? I mean, the, 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 the Jaguars call the Chargers and say, hey, uh, we'll take the number one pick. Uh, we'll take Herbert. You get the number one pick. Draft Trevor Lawrence. There's no way they're taking that, right? No yeah, chance. and that's actually the question I was planning to ask our uh, our our guest host for the ballerina big board, Brian the ballerina Balzarini. And I think you're absolutely correct. I think the Chargers hang up the phone. And good on Tom hang Telesco. Up. Like we're seeing a lot of draft movement now, moving up and down the draft order because these guys, these teams are trying to get their guy. Telesco and the Chargers decided to stay put. They said, "I'm going to be fine getting the guy I want." I don't know if they knew that Herbert was going to be there, but they're very much better for it. But, Tony, listen, dude. The Lions drafted Jeff Okuda three picks before them, and now we're paying Jared Goff $100 million for two years. What could be better? Tough, 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 tough. 
I'd be interested to know really quickly before we move on, I would be interested to know where we put Dak on our list the year after he had his crazy rookie season. I wouldn't be surprised to have found him necessarily in the top 10. I don't know if you have that on hand he was 10. Uh, right away. He was 10. Okay, so nice. so Dak had a similar, you know, a similarly impressive first season where we're all going, wow, this is the guy. What a steal the Cowboys got out of this Mississippi State kid. So it's not unprecedented for a rookie quarterback to end up in the top 10 of our esteemed quarterback list. No, yeah, the highest rookies we've had are Dak at 10, Baker was at 10 after his rookie year, and Kyler was 11 last year. But yeah, Herbert beats them all at number eight. But number seven, I only want to rush here because we're going to have a discussion on this guy, and it's my fault. Number seven, came in uh, two years ago, he was 29th overall after a very small sample size. Two years ago, he was the MVP, he was number three overall in our quarterback rankings. He falls to number seven, which is right where you guys had him. I had him outside of my top 10. And that's Lamar Jackson. Listen. Wow. There is no doubting Lamar Jackson's ability on the football field. He is an uber athlete. He's one of the best in the game at creating space, taking space, and running through it and making plays happen. In my opinion, though, I I don't know if it's old school of me or whatever. I want a quarterback that can beat you by throwing the ball. Now, Kyler can use his legs. uh, Dak can use his legs. Lamar can use his legs. But the other two can make throws in the pocket that Lamar consistently has not been able to do. And to me, I do not believe, unless you have a certain team around him, Lamar Jackson can win you a Super Bowl. Because there gets to be a point where you have to be Pat Mahomes running for your life and making throws 50 yards down the field to succeed. And I don't think Lamar Jackson can do that. I'm not putting money on that happening. So to me, he is amazing. I, it'd be a lot of fun. I'd buy his jersey if he was on my team. I would not bet us to win the Super Bowl and feel confident in it. To me, Lamar is the 11th quarterback in the league. He comes in on number seven. That's right where you guys had him. Am I disrespecting the man's name? Tony, I mean, listen, I think you have to redefine some things here. Lamar Jackson, you very well might be correct in saying he might never be able to quote-unquote, win the big one. But during a 16-game season, he's going to win you a ton of games and put your position, put your team in position for the playoffs, divisions, and a chance to win some playoff games. And he proved it in Tennessee this year. I thought that was a big win to kind of get, you know, the monkey off his back, so to speak. And then, obviously, just ran into kind of a buzzsaw Buffalo team that really didn't play their game, and he didn't play his best game either. Um, And, you know, that's what it was. But I think, based on Lamar's skill set, you saw it come on in the second half, of this year. I just think that team behind John Harbaugh. And of course, as you said, Tony, which is obviously, you know, correct. Like they have to put certain components around him for him to be successful, you know? So I think that team is going to rack up a ton of regular season victories, uh, for years to come. And as he gets playoff experience, I think he's capable of stringing some stringing together some wins in January and potentially get into that Super Bowl. Um, is he limited passing the ball? Of course, but he's the most dynamic playmaker with his legs under center, arguably ever. So yeah, you. I, I think he got to put him in the top 10. I mean, I think 11 is a little aggressive. I mean, he's yeah. a former he's a former MVP, and and I think the value is what what for me puts him in that top 10 conversation is the the most valuable player. I mean, you think I'm looking at some of these these other guys that I have on my list in this area and, you know, all these other guys have pieces on their offense. Lamar yeah. Jackson has no one. 
He has he not. no one. He's got a cast of of B and C list guys that you know aren't going to win you games. They're not game breaking wide receivers and 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 running back. No, they they were relying on Des Bryant last year. Exactly, and you know J.K. Dobbins may have a very bright future, and I, I certainly hope he does. Lamar's doing all of this himself. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and with a just fine offensive line. But that's the thing, Dangles. We just talked about how Justin Herbert is throwing to nobodies. And you guys had Lamar over Herbert on your list. I don't even think it's a question. I would much rather have Justin Herbert. Yeah. And I'm talking you know, tomorrow. Not, not for the future not even either. A question, I'm talking tomorrow. Not e- but, but come on. You, not even, you wouldn't even think about it. You have to ponder that at least. I don't blame you for having him ahead. Yeah, you, you, got, you do. I think you do have to think about that at least a little bit. I, I also didn't realize that a criteria for being in the top 10 was that you had to be able to win a Super Bowl on your own. I think there are a lot of guys who end up in the top 10 that, that could, you know. I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here at this point. Sure, like, these we are, guys yes. are the great of the greats. And no you question. have to make a distinction somewhere. And to me, tomorrow, if Aaron Rodgers fell off the face of the earth and I had my pick of Herbert or Lamar to lead the Packers to the Super Bowl, I'm putting my money on Herbert. And and, and I would probably too, Tony. You I mean, would. I'm just you saying mean this. when Aaron Rodgers leaves the Green Bay Packers to become the full-time host of Jeopardy, right? Because you made, a this, is a, this is a decision. A have, this is a decision. Don't worry, you, you got Jordan Love. Would you have Jordan Love or Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Look, Quick, Let's ponder. not talk about Jordan Love. Let's move on to the next quarterback. I think I've said my piece about Lamar. The, only the future will prove one of us correct in this. And again, he is an MVP caliber player. He comes in at number seven on our list. Number six is the GOAT. Tom Brady is coming in at number six. He was number one the first two years we did this list. He has not missed a start for his age. He has not missed a start since the deflate gate took those four games away from him. Number one two years in a row, number three two years ago. Last year he fell to number nine thanks to Drew Schaefer Crookston who thought he could not do it anymore. This year he proved everyone wrong in a new, in a new, a whole new goddamn world. Uh, like when we talk about 20 years from now, who the greatest ever was, all you have to do is point to last year to prove that it's Tom F and Brady. He comes in at number six, started all 16 games last year. Dangles, you had him as high as number three. Drew, you had him low again at number nine. I mean, what more can you say about Tom Brady? You, you, you can't, you can't say anything, man. He's the go. Uh, he's the best. The Super Bowl victory was incredible. And again, I had to by default, of course, put him in the top 10, but I really tried to place him as high as I physically po- could. And I, you know, I, I, I can't get past, I can't get past the eight guys that I had, him, I, I had him behind just because he's 43 years old and he, he's, that he's 44 years old. Matter. I don't understand why we're but, still pointing but, to his age. Like the, no, dangles, the, no, dangles. hearing he, the age he, argument he has, on Brady at this point is so asinine because he's done it Again, it, and it's this is the like fourth year beyond when he should have stopped playing, and he's won like three fucking Super Bowls. He, There's no argument to be had here. No, I, I thought I was ranking him low. I thought you guys were gonna shit oh, all over me it. for putting him third. I, I was, had him you know what I mean? Where he landed number six overall. No, that's, listen. That's, the, 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 the only argument is this: you put him on the Jaguars, he wins two games. You put Mahomes on the Jaguars, they're probably five hundred. Only argument. That's it. I don't know. I don't know that I, I don't about. know that I agree with that, but okay. Trust know, me, man. that's it. He made he made kings out of nobodies in New England for twenty years. I don't I don't doubt that. If he you could put go him on the Jaguars, he would win two games, one more than Gardner Mishu and Mike Glennon. I can't believe hell. you, if of you put, all people, a Michigan fan, a so called Michigan fan, would have so little so-called. faith in Michigan in, in, in Michigan alum Tom Brady, Michigan legend Tom Brady. It's not faith. It's just your eyes i mean if you put him on a terrible team he would not improve i watched that it for 20 much. years don't question my eyes <laughs> i keep waiting for the wheels to fall off of this man 
And he right, never we will. all do. We all and do. And that's the thing, Dangles. We've said on this pod many times before, and I've laid my claim on it. I will keep betting on Tom Brady until the ship sinks. Yeah. He has won me enough money to give me that. I will never be Drew. I will never expect the failure to come. I will gladly accept it when it happens because I just know how much fun we've had together. Tom Brady, again, number six overall on the list. Number five on the list is a man that I know Drew said he looked at the people above Tom Brady and he, he, he liked his list. I put this man right behind Tom Brady with anger because I hate how wrong I was in evaluating this man coming out of the draft. First year he was on this list, he was number 26 overall. Last year he started all 16 games for the Buffalo Bills, number 25 overall. He catapults up this list to number five, and rightfully so. Josh Allen is the fifth best quarterback in the NFL. I never thought I would say those words. What a what a freaking season. It's just an unbelievable year. I loved watching him, and I'm an, AF, I, I, I'm an AFC East fan. And I loved watching Bill's games because Josh Allen is so fun to watch. I had him on fourth on my list. Well-deserving, I think, of that five spot. Unbelievable year. And an unbelievable—I was wrong. Hand up, I was wrong. And Stefan Diggs did a lot to change that team, but he was making throws to Josh Allen that not many people in this world can make. Brian Dayball continues to be his offensive coordinator. They are going to have very uh, uh, so much success with that team. Drew— you loved the Bills all last year. I ridiculed you. I thought you were an idiot. I thought you were wrong. I was proven wrong, mostly because, again, we're talking about these QBs coming out in the draft. The one thing you can't fix is accuracy. And this man, Josh Allen, fixed his accuracy. He is an unbelievable player and a guy who could absolutely win you a Super Bowl tomorrow. Well, that's all you got to know, Tony, is like you said it. You're not supposed to be able to teach accuracy or, or, or improve it. And that guy, he, he's done it. And not only because of his arm and his, his his physicality and his ability, but I'm talking about his leadership, dude. Yeah, this guy this guy is a leader. You see him dive over, you know, middle of the second quarter, like give up his body to get that first down. He, I, I saw him literally like throw a cornerback off him to stretch out over the marker. I love this guy's attitude. I love what he does for Buffalo. I I I, I love him in the community. I he's honestly, I'm gonna say it. I might have to say it. I. I think he might be my favorite quarterback. Like wow. he is so good. And I think he has a legitimate chance next year. I don't think in any way in God's green earth, he, I could ever see him as better as Mr. Mahomes, yep. but I really believe he has a chance to be number two on this list next year. I really believe it. I, He's I an mean, unbelievable player. I, I never thought that you talk about things you never thought you'd say, Tony, I never thought that I would be able to say that there is something, and I say this with all the love in the world because my sister lived there for several years, and I've been there, and it's a wonderful city, and the food is great. Get a beef on Weck if you go there. Great diners. It's up and coming. I never thought, though, that I would be able to say... I never thought that I'd be able to say there's something now that makes people want to go to Buffalo, football players yeah. specifically. And now there's yeah. something that makes football players want to go to Buffalo, and it's to play with Josh Allen. It's crazy. I, I can't wait to see what the future has in store for this kid. He's actually and he's taken a franchise that like was nowhere and made them into contenders. They were awful. Like Buffalo was going absolutely and he did nowhere. It. Have been he did for it years. when every defense in the league knew that he was going to be throwing the ball or running it himself on seventy five percent of the offensive plays that they ran because they didn't have a running game. No run game. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, and nothing says upcoming like a good diner. I can't wait to see what Josh Allen's career takes. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm trying to get to a point 
I don't want to hate this guy for the rest of his career because I I, I didn't want this to happen. I thought he was going to so, be a no- so don't I thought, so don't. I, oh, no. But it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard to think this guy is going to be a nobody and then be completely wrong. And to 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 know to think that this guy was going to be the next Josh Rosen when he came out and Josh Rosen was going to be where he is right now. I was completely off on that, and it's going to be hard for me to lick my wounds and keep because I can't bet against him. He's that good. He is. He is so hard to dislike, and uh, I hope I get around to ranking him where he deserves. Five on this list. Number three and number four are the final tie that we have on the West Coast Gamblers. Number four we're not going to talk about today because of what's going on with his off-the-field issues. There are multiple accusations out there against the man. It is Deshaun Watson coming in at number four. We're not going to talk about him on the show for various reasons. Number three, Russell Wilson. One of MVP Russ, MVP Russ, who somehow, some way, has started all 16 games, all five years we've done this list, and that man gets hit more than anyone else I know. The first time we did this list, he was eighth, then sixth, then fourth, then second. Now he comes in at number three overall. All I have to say is, if I'm the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, I know how many Super Bowls I've won. I know how many national championships I've won in college. I know my career is a Hall of Fame coaching career. But if this man, Russ Wilson, walks into my office and says, hey, I want to run the game like this. I want to run the team like this. I need this to help me in free agency. I want to draft this guy. I go, yes, sir. At no point would I ever get to them, the, the team behind Russell Wilson leaking out to the press that, hey, these are four destinations that Russ might want to play for in the future. Is there a chance in hell that the Seattle Seahawks won't have Russ Wilson as the quarterback before he retires? Because I never thought this would happen. Before he retires? I'm, I, mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I, I'm talking about through his prime. Is there a chance Russ oh. Wilson plays for another team in his prime? I would think those odds are probably more yes than no at this point. I I, I thought you meant next I year. Agree. I think next year he'll be a Seahawk, but very peculiar offseason for numerous reasons for Russ. And I think uh, Rosillo said it best. He said, you know, Russ is he's he gets the the reputation. He's a little bit fake, right? He's just yes. oh, you know, oh, yeah, 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 glory to God. We work hard. And it's a team. It's a team. It's a team. It's a team. The fact that he even says anything is a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal that he said. My offensive line, I don't like getting hit. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, that was a red flag to me. So you don't know how long Carroll's going to stick around. I think he's the oldest coach in the NFL. Yep. Um, And he's not Russ. I mean, again, people think because he's been around doing it well for so long, I think he's in, like, what, 32 years old, 31 years old? He's not like – I mean, he's got plenty of good football left in him. He was drafted in 2012, I think, uh, was his his draft year. I. I believe that um, by the time it's all said and done, I do not think he'll be uh, a one-team quarterback. I would think he would, at some point, uh, find a new home. If that is true, Drew, then as a Seattle Seahawks fan, I would burn down my franchise. Because, again, like I'm a Green Bay fan. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers in a second. Obviously, the, the stuff going on between Aaron and Green Bay is hard to hear as a Green Bay fan. But Aaron Rodgers is also 35, 36 years old. If Russell Wilson is in the prime of his career and he leaves my franchise and I'm a Seahawks fan, I mean, that's the end of the world. This man has done everything Dude, and more. A, a, a light just got off my head, Tony. I can see literally Russell leaving how Aaron Rodgers is going to leave next year for you. 
It's going to be great. He's going to show us how Russ is going to do it in three or four years. So that's going to be fun to watch. Is, is there a chance? Is there a chance that this is just Russ sounding the alarm and trying to light a fire under Seattle's ass to spend some money and or draft capital on offensive linemen that can protect him? Because I believe in my heart of hearts that Russ, in his heart of hearts, does not want to leave Seattle. He loves it there. This is known. He He's connected to Seattle, I think, in a similar way that Cam was connected to Charlotte. I know Cam didn't want to leave Charlotte if he could yeah. have had his druthers, right? And I think the same thing goes for Russell Wilson. He's got a family there. He's connected to that community. He does a lot in the community. He's got found, you know, all these connections and stuff there. So if he... he doesn't have to leave I'm willing to bet he doesn't want to uproot his young family to do that so maybe I mean maybe I'm just being maybe it's just wishful thinking maybe I'm just trying to be diplomatic but I, I think happy could, wife happy life I could I do think it could be partially and you know who wears the pants in that relationship between Russ and Sierra it's absolutely Sierra um and there's a chance you and, might be right and uh, yeah just a, just a chance um but I, it, maybe it's just him sounding the alarm uh and saying listen guys this is these are the places that I might like to play if you guys need to put some stuff around me otherwise I'm gonna end up there now let's talk about football though we have this man ranked number three because Drew and I had him both at third overall on our list Dangles you had him a little bit lower at seventh now I understand that's still a, a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league but why to you is Russ not a top three top four top five quarterback I mean that that skid he had towards the end of the year Scared me a little bit. Maybe it's just because yeah. of his his offensive line. But um, I, I'm I'm cribbing this from a from an article. But but weeks one to five, Russ nineteen to three touchdown to interception ratio ratio seventy two point eight percent completion, hundred twenty nine point eight uh, passer rating. Week seven to eighteen, twenty three to eleven touchdown to interception ratio ratio sixty five percent completion, yeah ninety two point nine passer rating and this That's is a, what caused Pete Carroll to decide we're not going to be passing the ball more we're going to go back to the run game yeah, I get all that exactly uh and I mean who knows he might have gotten bitten by the Madden bug he did get added to the 99 club in the middle of the year so who knows if the Madden curse maybe got him but um I mean that was I mean that was a big part of why Seattle had that skid down the end of the season they had a yeah. they had a hot start and then they went I think what seven and five down the stretch in their last 11 uh, 12 excuse me games uh, and he basically fell out of the MVP conversation during that time so um, I think that's kind of what threw me on him and I just and and then obviously you've got the offseason issues that kind of made me wonder where his head's gonna be at going into next season and if we're looking at where these quarterbacks are right now after a an 11 game 12 game skid and then a you know potentially acrimonious off season with your with your team it could i mean it could throw a wrench in it's another team i'm looking at the season long win total and going under drew mm-hmm. dangles you said you know fell out of the mvp race he was i believe leader in the clubhouse from about week four to week 13 at one point i think his odds creeped up north of two minus 200 to win the mvp it was this big thing russ has never won the mvp never and this is his mvp year and then the, never got a vote. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Exactly. Never got a freaking vote. And the last quarter of the season, which, as as you know, the NFL is basically split into four different quarters for the whole season. You, you're right. He absolutely took a dump, and he did not look good in that playoff game against the Rams. That pick he threw, uh, that pick six behind the line of scrimmage, one of the worst throws I've ever seen him make in my life. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. This is a big year for Russell Wilson. A lot of QBs on this list, we you know we talk about how this is a – this is the defining year of his career, and this is one for us. It's going to be interesting to see where he is on this list next year. But number two, speaking of defining years in a man's career, this man was falling 
in our list since we've done this. He was number two overall the first time we did it, then fell to three to five. The lowest he's ever been is six. What did he do last year? Well, he won the MVP. It's my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Instead of talking about the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, which I could drone on and on about, but this podcast is going long, I want to know from you two, from outsiders' perspectives, how scared should I be as a Green Bay fan? that Aaron Rodgers is on this list in a different jersey next year. Well, he married Shailene Woodley, first of all, so I Shailene, think you're done. get it right. That's that's the queen of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I, I, th- <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, Tony, the guy is like, as someone who's watched him, just beat my team consistently for seems God knows how long. Uh, there'd be nothing better that I would like to see than him in another jersey. Yeah. Um, the writing seems to be on the wall with the love pick and, you know, the one-year contract. I don't know. I mean, how how in the world would the Packers uh, let him walk after this year would be beyond me. I mean, that seems so crazy, especially when they're on the cusp of back-to-back. I mean, what, thir- back-to-back 13-year wins? I yep. mean, 13, 13 win seasons, I yep. mean. Um, unbelievable. So I, I will be watching and hoping for the best, and the best being – He's out of here, but uh, I don't know. I, I I would have no idea with the level of football he's playing why they couldn't just say, hey, you're, you're a lifer. But once upon a time, Brett Favre, uh, it didn't happen for old Brett either. That was different. I want, I'm happy you brought that well, up because for 30 years of my life, I have watched this Green Bay team, and I have had the pleasure of watching two of the best people to ever play the game. So much like Drew, I mean, I, I don't envy your position as a Lions fan whatsoever. You had Stafford for a while, but there were years you were watching guys and you knew right out the gate that you had no chance to win any games, this year included. But Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, two of the best to ever play the game, they've been my QBs, the only QBs I've ever known. If I have to make love to Jordan Love or someone different in the upcoming future, I'm not ready for that. But I will say Brett Favre's end of his Green Bay career was a hell of a lot different than Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre did not win an MVP in the last few years of his contract deal. Aaron Rodgers proved he's still the best in the business coming at number two in these rankings. Dangles, I ask you the same question. How scared should I be as a Packers fan? I mean, I think it should be in your head. I I come at this as a Patriots fan who everybody always said there's no way Tom Brady finishes his career in any other jersey than a Patriots jersey. I mean, who would have thought that he'd end up going to, to, to Tampa Bay? But he did. And he won himself a Super Bowl. And look, this isn't the first time this issue has come up between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Their 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 relationship has been tenuous for years now. I don't know Aaron Rodgers personally, but based on what I have read and, and know about him as a person, it wouldn't shock me if he just wanted to be like, I'm going to go where they're going to pay me and where I have a shot to win another one before I retire. Cause yeah. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. You can't tell me he doesn't want to win at least one more Super Bowl before he rides off into the sunset to host Jeopardy for the rest of his life and live, yeah. you know, live live it out with Shailene Woodley. So I, I th- do think it's got to be. Um, I do think it's got to be in the back of your head uh, at least a little bit, you know, especially considering. And look, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I'd only known two quarterbacks my entire life, and Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady, with that one year exception of Matt Castle when Tom Brady tore his ACL eight minutes into the season. We had Matt Castle all all year in 2008 won 11 games and didn't make the playoffs um i i, I do you think you have drew Bledsoe to brett Favre. I, <laughs> i'm just saying i'm not talking yeah, about on a stat that's, that's level generous i'm not talking about on a statistic level i'm just saying i've only known two quarterbacks for my team for my entire life so yeah. I, and i'm coming from the same sort of i don't know anything else other than this and having someone else in that position is weird yeah well to close off aaron i know you're listening right now from a packers owner to the best packers quarterback of all time 
time. Uh, if you could see the shirt that I'm wearing, it is your mug. It is from the Pat McAfee store. It is your mug with a slogan under it saying four more years, my friend. So four more years, please. Thank you. Retire as a Packer fan. Make Drew miserable. I love you and I wish you the best. Number one, overall, unanimous. By the way, Aaron Rodgers was unanimous as well. We all had him at number two. Number one, we all had at number one. It is Patrick Mahomes. He started on this list as the 34th overall quarterback after a small sample size and Dangle stuck a knife in his back. The last three years, he has been number one overall. What is there more to say about the greatness that is Pat Mahomes? I will say this, though. Not too long ago, Russell Wilson had the chance to go back-to-back in the Super Bowl and start off his career with two back-to-back Super Bowl wins and start a dynasty in Seattle. And who beat him in that second Super Bowl but Tom Brady and the New England Patriots? Pat Mahomes had the chance to go back-to-back in a very young career. And who beat him on the second end of the back-to-back Tom Brady of the Patriots? It is not easy to win these Super Bowls. It's not easy to get there. Is there a chance? Because there's bets out there. How many Super Bowls will Pat Mahomes win under this 10-year, $500 million contract that he has? Is there a chance that Pat Mahomes kind of falls back to the middle of the line a little bit? And KC has trouble getting to the top again because they lost some people in free agency, especially along that offensive line, which lost them the Super Bowl. All, you know, good things don't last forever if you're Kansas City. However, like I said, pre-Super Bowl, which turned out they didn't have an offensive line, so uh, it didn't really matter. But I truly believe they have the three best to do it at their positions, all playing in their prime at the same time. And Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Mahomes. Yeah. I really believe that. So as long as those three... I think, you know, their window, three to four years, as long as those three are together, I don't think you can put anyone as a favorite, at least in the AFC, to get yeah. there. That, that, that doesn't mean they're going to get there every year, but they are there to stay, and I would expect Mahomes to be uh, on top of this list for for at least, let's just say, many many years to come if many he moons. is healthy. Many moons. I mean, uh, he, dangles. He, has, he, has, he has a legitimate chance to be the best ever to do it. That's I mean, legitimately. Dangles, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have the highest win total from Vegas for next year at 11.5. 11.5 wins. 12 wins is a lot. As you know, as a New England fan, it's tough to do this over and over and over again. Do you think Pat Mahomes has the makings to do so? Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, I, I think if anybody is going to challenge Brady for for greatest of all time, and I said this after our, in our Super Bowl episode, there's no more conversation. Brady's the best ever, period. It just full stop. That's it. The only conversation you can have is if Pat Mahomes will be better. That's a debate you can't have. And I think it's possible he could be. He's young. Like Guys, we're talking about a dude who came out publicly and said, I didn't know how to read defenses the first year I played in the yeah. league. Like, that's What's a, a mic? That's a, <laughs> that, that is a superhero level, like, talent athletic prowess sort of thing that you just can't teach and yeah. he's only going to get better uh, as you know he stays with a brilliant offensive mind like like Andy Reid somehow Eric Bieniemy is still the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs so they're only they they get another year to work together and another year to get creative and as Pat Mahomes starts to get more comfortable and more years he's only going to he's going to become a part of that playmaking process he's going to be right in half the playbook with them and by the way who who was his college coach that wouldn't didn't have the time to teach a starting quarterback what a mic was cliff kingsbury cliff kingsbury it's looking bad for arizona folks it's looking bad for arizona speaking of that's the end of our west coast qb rankings the fifth year of these rankings pat mahomes number one three years running good for you pat you'll probably be here next year but next week 
We are going over the AFC and the NFC free agency moves. There's been a myriad of trades. There's been a myriad of signings. A lot of the world has shifted. The powers have shifted in the NFL. And we're going to give you some early bets on where you can take action on season-long over-under win totals. That's coming next week, two weeks from now. The Balzarini, the Ballerina's big board is coming. The NFL draft with the best mock draft analysts in the business. The stats have proven it out. This man gets more right than anyone else you listen to, especially that idiot Mel Kuyper who has Miami trading back up to the fourth spot to get a tight end. Dumbass person. Oh, and we've got receipts. The Ballerina is returning to do his big board in two weeks, and we're going to have a draft bet special podcast to show you how you can make money Thursday, the first round of the draft. It's all NFL for the next few weeks, and I couldn't be more excited. It's in our wheelhouse. For Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, my name is Tony Cavallo, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and as always, thank you for listening. Who you betting on? Always on black, bad stats, in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him, bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Girl, see to the G, West Coast gang. Who you betting on? Always on black, bad stats, in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him, bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he caught it. Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards. Dub C to the G. West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.